0: Steve, thank you. I appreciate you agreeing to come on and just kind of tell me your story about how real estate has changed your life. And I know I know where you're at, but I don't know how you got there and I don't know why you even started. So, let's just kind of tell me 2 seconds about you and, you know, tell me how real estate changed your life to begin and then we'll kind of get into some Everything else. I
1: don't know if it matters or not, but you know, I'm in my um, mid 40s, uh, 44, 43, and um, you know, uh, wife and I, we moved to a an area in that that's that's kind of kind of it was an area in that that we at that time weren't really that familiar with it was about i don't know but 16 17 years ago and uh started a job working working regular job uh for somebody in that i i commuted you know all those things and that just like just like everybody else like all of us you know i did it for about uh i don't know i was at that job probably for six years and and um but you know when i when i decided to pull that trigger in that you know over into real estate we had a we had a little bit of money, and that saved up. You know, I was in my late twenties, I guess, and uh, started just getting a little bit irritable in that. You know, just it, it seemed like I was in this just this hamster wheel, and that. And you know, I was doing projections and that as to you know if I could do this or do that. It just seemed like I was never really going to be able to save enough to get to where I could ever really make any headway. You know, headway for retirement, headway to start slowing down. You know, I. You know, I dealt with a lot of uh, retirees and that. You know, with 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 what I had done, and and so I kind of saw where they were. I saw where their energy level was, and I saw that. You know, in my late twenties, I'm kind of at my peak. It's not going to get any better. You know, yeah, physical wise, right. energy wise, and what I can do. And uh, it just seemed like I was just 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 you know trudging water, really. So you know, the funny thing is, is I I can't tell you where I where I picked it up, how I picked it up. You know, as far as this book goes, it's it's the one probably so many of us know about is the, the Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I just I started reading it, I guess, you know, in my spare time and got through that. And it just it, it was like such a light bulb. And, you know, at that time, I, I can't tell you if it was before, after or during. It was probably all the above for whatever reason, I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a parable in that, you know, in the Bible, Matthew 25. It's just, you know, it talks about the the, the talents, you know, mm-hmm. five talents, two talents, one talent, and, um, you know, God coming back to him and saying, you know, hey, you know, what'd you do with it? Or Jesus come back? What would mm-hmm. you do with the talents and that? And so that, That was on my mind. And this, this Kiyosaki was on my mind. You know, I had, you know, I had all that, you know, on my mind. And um, it just seemed like, you know, wow, you know, maybe, maybe real property. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why I thought about that. It was probably the rich dad, poor dad, you know, truthfully my father-in-law had a little bit of experience in that doing rental properties in that here and there. It wasn't ever really one of his focuses in that. Mm-hmm. Um, that time he had passed. So I, I really couldn't glean anything from him other than just who he was and what yeah. he did and and just that. So it could have been some of that. I don't know. But I asked my wife. The funny thing is, is to anybody out there listening in that, I, w- I would tell you that the idea seemed absolutely crazy to me. It, mm-hmm. it seemed crazy, but it made so much sense at the same time. It seemed crazy to me because nobody else in my life up until that point, my late 20s, have I ever heard, other than my father-in-law, which I never heard it from him verbatim, just just what I knew of him, talk about real estate, talk about rental properties, talk about investing that way. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed to me, you know, did I come up with something that was, that was just so profound? Surely not, not me. And, uh, you know, I was almost second guessing myself. So I I called, you know, at that time, you know, it would have been my parents. I called my brothers, asked them and they were just casual about it. They were like, oh yeah, I mean, sure. You know? And so that really didn't
0: give me a lot. Hey, that's, that's more than most. That's more positive than most. Most people are (laughs) like, don't do it. It's crazy.
1: Well, well, I did get some of that in there too, you know. And and I I probably twisted their arm more anything than to say, oh, okay, you know, you know, giving them the whole pitch of worst case scenario this. And I used that worst case scenario, honestly, to to probably push me over the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used that. What is the worst case? And in my mind, after just reading that one book, I, I really didn't have, you know, everything that I needed in that. But I, I mean, there might have been a lot of just just young, you know, yeah. young and just
0: do it. Yeah. I jumped in when I'm early, exactly. earlier than I was ready for, but it worked. I made it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
1: so I would say that's, that's kind of probably how I got into it.
0: So what was your first deal?
1: So the first deal was, so as part of the whole idea of how I could make sense of this and, and it not be too risky. And I, you know, I'm looked on as this big failure and, you know, it's busy in that right at that time, we were just having our first kid. The way i could justify it is is as crazy as it sounds i could justify it by buying two so i, I oh, put so you it went up, all you know, in yeah that's big well it is but but my justification was this is if for because my biggest concern is what if they didn't rent what if right. it didn't rent if it didn't rent how was i going to pay for this mm-hmm. you know I've, I've i've only been doing my job for a short period of time not even a decade and you know i'm not making a ton of money you know all of those things and there was probably not going to be any way I was going to be able to make that payment and that with my job, maybe. But I didn't really want to put my family through that stress at that time. Still, I wasn't completely bought in, sold in, didn't know all the pros. So so the way I could justify it and it make me feel better in that worst case scenario is, is if I didn't rent it out to – if I didn't rent out one of the houses, I surely – I could rent out the other one. One or the
0: other. Yeah.
1: I mean, if I can't, if I cannot, you know, get one or the other rented all the time where I was making my my payment in that, then, you know, and make that payment, then maybe I'm in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. So, so that's how I justified it. Call it crazy, call it whatever, but that's how I justified it. So when I set up the loan, set up the terms, set up the down payment, all those things, you know, I made enough that you know the rent. Projected rent from one or the other could pay for
0: the total loan. Yeah, and I think so, that's an area that a lot of people get stuck on. Is like, well, I can't afford a second house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't afford a second vacation only you never go into. But if you got somebody right. paying you to live there, like you kind of mentioned in a roundabout way, is like that income counts towards that loan, right? Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. And and so for me, you know, hindsight now I've got so many other you know best reasons why fail safe, fail proof things. But for me starting out, that is as complicated as it got. Mm-hmm. That is as deep as I went into it. So, so we, we went into it, found a realtor. I liked the realtor. She wasn't afraid to show me the deals. Um, I knew the market pretty well. So I felt comfortable with that. You know, at that point, we had probably been, we'd probably been in the area about four years. But more importantly, it was a very similar market than as to, the market I was familiar with growing up you know small town rural America you know it's something I knew very very well uh, I understood the people so it was something you know on that area that I was very comfortable with as well I would say this though that the town that we associated with more the costs per square foot on the the real estate was so much more than the next town over just just 15 10 15 minutes away mm-hmm. and the rent the rent you know right over turns and that really wasn't much different so that that baffled me you know i didn't look into it much more than that other than to say that i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this town over here you know i can and get more bang for the buck i can get more or less the same roi why wouldn't i do it you know so so i did do that you know but that was the first deal that was the first deal my wife she was kind of she was she was totally supportive of it she was good
0: well she had had that background a little bit exactly yeah exactly so cool cucumber. But. So did you make a mistake on anything? Like, I know that you made something, you got to look back yeah, and say, Hey, I, I would do this differently.
1: Yeah. In, uh, initially in that, I think I underestimated how much work one of them was going to take to, to get up to speed. And me being a young person, like I was still that can do, you know, blue collar, you know, uh, middle-class mindset and that mm-hmm. I started, started doing a lot of the work myself. And, yeah. you know, it just, you know, it was late nights. I was there till midnight, one o'clock, you know, after my real job doing all those things and that. And, you know, I would say that if, if, if I, if I wouldn't have been as young as I was, you know, I, I probably would have gotten into a little bit of trouble uh, just as far as, you know, being able to get that, that rent going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it wasn't my goal to just have one of them rented, you know, that was kind of a worst case scenario in my mind. Yeah. So that would, would probably have been you know, the biggest mistake of it all, uh, I would say one of the best things that we did do for that is the other house already had somebody in that in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that just kind of picked it up right away. And it, it probably it probably started us out in that that my worst case scenario, but yeah,
0: it softened it. Yeah,
1: it softened it. Yeah, it softened it. But, you know, I would say after a couple of months, we were up and running on the other one. And and even better than that, on the other one, what worked out so well and why it actually ended up being so much more work is I I created a third bedroom in that, a, mm-hmm. a third bedroom and a designated laundry washroom space. So, you know, it upped the value, it upped the rent rate. And, and it, it, so it really made up for it in the long, long term. So, you know, uh, a, a con being a turning into a pro, right?
0: Yeah. So, so, so you bought those two. Did you yeah. sit back and say, all right, that's good. My long-term plan is just to pay them off or I should go do more. what 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 did you do after that?
1: man, that is, that is so, such a good question. There's so much contention with me on that on the back end, you know, mm-hmm. right. Hindsight's always 20, 20 in that with what you learn. So, so at that time I was, I was working for somebody else and and doing all of that. And, you know, I'd probably been there another two year and a half, two years before going off into a, another venture. I had a, I had a side business in that also that I did um, while doing this. So, so I was busy with all of that, but, you know, as, as, as I changed careers you know after about 2 years you know I started focusing on a, on a new career um it was something more that was going to be m- me mine um I I sold uh the the other business uh got out of it and I started building another business my plan as far as the real estate goes is is I was just going to pay those two either off or down as low as I could I probably would buy a couple more I thought I might would and you know the goal was really looking at it from uh the young employee just run-of-the-mill you know blue-collar mindset is well if I can just get about what I would get in social security and that yeah. you know yeah. when I'm
0: you know six we're not gonna have it it's what the, everybody everybody tells us we're not gonna yeah. have it so you need to yeah. figure out your plan B that-
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. That's kind of what I thought, you know, I'll just hit that number and you know, life is good, right? Uh, you know, I'll be in a good spot. And and so that was kind of what I thought about, but you know, I, honestly the second business and then transition then after out of that business after about six years or so. But you know, in the meantime, I was so into a, a new startup business entirely. So I was so focused. I was so driven. I was so motivated in, in that area of what I did, I probably didn't explore more options, research more options than that outside of what I initially thought I was going to do in that on that real estate, you know, end goal. Right. But I will tell you this probably five or six years later, I, I did, I had those other properties paid off. We didn't touch any of the money just because this was really kind of a long term, you know, deal. It wasn't really to, to, to spend all of it right now. And I I, I need to say this this too. after the after, but near the time of that rich dad, poor dad thing, I did run across another book that was very, very helpful for me. And for me, it really changed my perspective on money in general. Uh, And that probably attributed to that, you know, pay it down. You know, put pay it down or put the investment back into the investment. And uh, it was the richest man in Babylon, George, George Klassen. And it it really kind of set me up to look at money in that way. And so, so we did that. And uh, nonetheless, after, after, you know, four or five years, we had those two paid for. And then uh, I went ahead and and re upped and and bought three more.
0: Wow. So you you do in chunks, you don't do one at a time.
1: Yeah, I did. Well, you know, it, it was funny. Uh, one of the deals I could not turn away, the same realtor in that found me this deal. I bought it for for probably, gosh, at a 60% discount of what it could have been. Wow. I should have been in that on the market. Yeah, I put a bunch of work into it, but it was just unbel- I I just couldn't walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And then the other uh deal uh was it was a 2 for 1 again. It was it not again, but it was a 2 for 1. It was one guy that owned both of them and uh price is right and so it just kind of worked out that way. But, you know, I was that, that was the doorway Kyle that really opened my eyes as to how lenders
0: how banks saw real estate? Oh, they have- love it. It's insane.
1: Yeah, and and it sounds. Completely and, but you know
0: why? Crazy. You know why? Because what's, what was your worst case that you're worried about if you couldn't get those two houses rented? What was the worst case scenario? That I would lose before you even lost them. You you could have sold them for what you bought them for, right? Exactly. So the the the, the risk is really. Not on the bank. They're not doing any down payment whatsoever. You're buying it below market or even at market. Like their risk is not there. Like they don't like they it's not going away. It's not a car. It's not a car that I have 100,000 miles on it. Now it's worth 5K.
1: You're right. You're right, and, and, and that's something in that that I look at now. That you know, with where I am now, now we're at we're at eleven doors. You know, by the end of 2025, I'll be 19 doors. You know, shortly after that, I'm setting up deals in that that we'll we'll be at 31 doors here. Um, am I going go to go? Is
0: it is it addictive? So is it addictive to see how it all works all, it when it cranks it out on an Excel spreadsheet? yeah it
1: really it, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got Excel Excel spreadsheets everywhere. You know, I'm starting to work work deals here and there. And 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 again, you know, you start to you start to realize, you know, the the what the cash flow really is and what it really means, what, you know, wealth accumulation really looks at, looks like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you start to you start to see the hedges against inflation. Mm-hmm you know, up and down markets, you know, opportunities to buy when to, when not to. You know, and if you're not in the game, you can't you can't really, really, really appreciate you know that that inflation, yeah.
0: you know, or, or those markets. Or, or if you bought it, you put your down payment on it, and then all of a sudden it was paid off one day, and you're like, "How did that happen? I didn't put any more money in it, exactly. and somebody else did it for you." You, know, you had a tenant doing it for you. The cash on cash return is just just unbelievable, you know. And then the
1: leveraging of the assets and that overall, I'm I'm a guy where I'm so I'm so accustomed to it now. I am I I don't even blink. I don't even blink on the idea of leveraging assets. You know, somebody out on the outside is saying, "Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, what what if you lose it all?" Well, it's it's exactly what you just said. I can sell the asset. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I can sell the asset that potentially might compromise the entire ship, right? You yeah. you you're not, yeah. not going to do that. You know, that's this that's for to me that's not going to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah. when when um we were talking about you move one career to another career and you had the rental properties Yeah. Do you think owning the rental properties helped you make that career move on a like a a, like you didn't have to worry about because I've got something that can kind of help me float a little bit? So it allowed you to make a, a a decision that helped you go in the direction you wanted to in life because you had them.
1: One hundred percent, Kyle One thousand percent. I mean, it's it's it, not only not only does it give you that assurance that that confidence in life, um, the the fact the the feel that you're at the helm of your life and that yeah. like you're you're going after life, not life is going after you, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it absolutely does and, and, and it did and and that was part of it. So so I would tell you now where I am in my life. Even outside of real estate, in terms of my work and what I do, you know, it is it is completely you know at my terms and my own way and and what I want to do. So that if you were to ask me, Steve, when do you want to retire?
0: I'd say, what do you mean retire? Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm doing everything I love.
0: Yeah, this you're is, not waiting for retirement. You're living it while you're still are doing the the job kind of thing too, but not really. I mean, you're yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And then and then you might would ask me, Gosh, Steve, 11 doors, 19 doors, 31 doors. How how do you? Or how would you keep up with this? It's so easy. It's not hard. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. It's I can't even explain it. You know, I mean it. It, it is. It's it's absolutely easy. You know, I tell you the other thing. You know, having having uh, you know a young family in that. You know, my, see my kids. They're kind of middle middle of their their childhood right now mm-hmm. at you know twelve and fourteen. And and being able to you know I make breakfast for my kids every morning. I take them to school every morning. You know, my wife is super active and does all those things too. Yeah. She's She's a principal at an elementary school in that. So, you know, she's got to get there a little bit early. So I'm able to do all of that. And, and I love it. You know, I love it, you know, to be able to to pass that level of of excitement of life and that that can do make it happen mentality that that I don't think I can say that I've always had in my entire life, but I can say that has been practiced over the last 10 to 15 years uh has has just made me then to to the guy that I am now that I am now being able to pass, you know, that sort of excitement of life over to them, you know, and live it. So and it,
0: and it does sound like it's added it real estate has given you the ability to be more present in your family's life than if you were out there still painfully chasing a dollar for letting life happen to you and say you happen happen in life.
1: That's right, yeah, exactly, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, so you know so 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 yeah, i mean, so we we went and we we bought those those three and and you know then somewhere in there, I bought one other one, and you know, and then you know, and somewhere I think when I bought that next one uh, here's a good here's a good worst case scenario uh, you know I, I i bought that i bought that other one then, and uh you know, about that time, then somewhere after that, I decided to to go ahead and change gears and and start my you know, get, you know, get rid of the second business and start this, this, this business. I am in now the one that's absolutely wonderful, you know, that I I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. Um, We've been doing that for about six, seven years now also. So, but at that time, starting from the ground up in that, you know, I thought to myself, you know, it might be a little bit tight. You know, I got a lot of irons in the fire right Mm -hmm. now. Perhaps I bought one extra house than what I should for where I am right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. I got a little bit too deep, so what did I do? I looked at my looked at my asset portfolio, you know, of real estate, and you know, I realized, you know, w- what one is going to give me the the returns and that that I'm wanting, and also which one is the one that, you know, I'm I'm happy to to go ahead and turn back over, mm-hmm. you know, and and it just so happened to be the market was was pretty good at that time, and you know, I I mean, it turns out that worst case scenario of stepping in getting too deep, you know, I had I had probably it was it was somewhere between a, a sixty and sixty five percent. You know return on my money you know so how bad was that really not bad i hated to let it go i hate selling things but you know we did and and um you know since then we've we've taken on more and and we've we we move forward
0: you know so and and, you know i've i've bought sold a lot of houses and i I look back just like you said like i hate sell i sold for various reasons throughout my life sometimes to trade up, sometimes to access cash, to be able to support my family so we can build my property management company, or it was to move asset from here to there or whatever. So I always, man, I wish I didn't sell that. But I always have to look like, if you're going to sell something and there's some some asset there that you're selling the equity like what you do with that equity you have to really give a lot of thought to is it can you because you're everything is your these are all tokens that you're playing the life's game with yes. and what are you going to do with those tokens and it just happens to be money like i need to make sure that i'm a good steward with this and make sure that that talent goes to a place that is going to be it may not be real estate it may be something else but it's still getting a good return and that return doesn't have to be money it can be hey. I helped Fine. this charity that I really am passionate about, or or something yep. like that. You wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise, right? Like that that's right. money wouldn't have existed had you not taken that leap of faith and and bought your your rental home.
1: Man, you, you're you're so right about that. And you know, one of the things that really really clicked for me in that of what you you said, you know, was was you know that charity and that. And that's one of the things that I'm I'm really really big on, and I really really love doing. As a matter of fact, I've got to go meet with the the elementary principal here in town and that we're, we're, we're designing a, uh, a learning courtyard in that, you know, for the elementary school right now, it's kind of a dead space in that. So we're going to create, you know, all these really cool things, learning environments, and, you know, just so we're going to be, you know, meeting together just after this meeting 115. And uh, my point of saying that is, is I can be so present and so available in that in so many ways in that, you know, with charitable events, organizations, things like that. And to me, honestly, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, what what drives more than anything else is the people, you know, being there for people and that honestly, if, if I were tied down, you know, how it was when I first started out, you know, in the eight to five job and that, you know, I'd be there I'd be able to be president and be there for the people in that that I'm I'm working with and among. But you know how much more impactful you know am I able to be at such a broader uh, sphere of influences in that now than I could ever be with where I was before? At the end of the day, it's just it's that first step. You know, mm-hmm. take that first step. Don't overcomplicate things. Just think of it as the first day you went to 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 school or the first day you went to a job. You, you didn't have all the answers. You didn't know how you were going to fix it. You didn't know what you were going to do you learned over time you know it's the old you know one bite at
0: a time elephant right how do you yeah. eat it right yeah one at a time and to, to mention that it's kind of like going off to school i went to a small east texas school and, yep. and probably not unlike you i went up to AM also and i yep. walked into the room and there's more people in my first class than there was in my high school and so yeah that was scary as everything but i did it even though i was scared because i knew that people that are ahead of me in life did what i'm doing at that point in time and like that's the path so that's it's, right. It's always follow the path of the person that was ahead of you, that yeah. got where you wanted to go. And then you kind of had somebody, kind of didn't have somebody that really tell you this is what happened. This is how I got there. But you kind of read some books and you saw an in-law. But uh, that's kind of the way it's been with me is like, I I take advice from people that have been there. So like, yeah. I would expect to go to you for advice on a lot of things real estate related. Sure. If I lived around you and I didn't know what I was doing. When, and, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, similar markets.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know the uh, the the other thing that I would. Say um is is you know, whatever you do, you know, as far as real estate goes, you know, whatever you pick, you know, whatever avenue and that you decide to jump off into, you know, make sure you're excited about it, you know, even even if it's, you know, for whatever you know at whatever level, if you're not excited about it, don't do it. You know, be be mm-hmm. excited. Be, I decided, you know, well, I want to do something else. I want to do something, you know, more, you know, I want to stay in my area, you know. So I'm creating all this criteria, all these guidelines for myself, right? Based on who I am, what I think, uh, I think a lot of us in that. You know, as a side note, I think I think we get so caught up with with people telling us what we can can do, yeah. what we do when, what how we do it, and that we forget to think for ourselves. We forget to know how to create something, how to design, how to start, how to set those parameters in that for yourself. You know, answer those questions for you, you know, who is Kyle, who is Steve, yeah. you know, I mean, what do I like, you know, what yeah. do I want to do? What's the goal, you know? And so, and so in doing that and that, you know, and knowing that I need to be excited about, it, I have to be excited about it. You know, we're, we're on this, this duplex project now, you know, we started it last year. Uh, we've taken a break this year. We're going to, we're going to finish it out, you know, next year in 2025, we literally bought a raw piece of land and we put a, a couple of roads through it. And, and uh, we've got, We've got a duplex community in that you know there there was a need in my community in that where there there wasn't these these high-end you know uh homes as far as where where people in that who you know for my area in that lived in you know three four five hundred thousand dollar houses in that their entire well their ladder in their life and that they live in and that but they they're just getting to an age now where it doesn't make sense to have all that mm-hmm. it doesn't make that that doesn't make sense to Have to maintain all that, to have to pay for all that, you know, those kinds of things. Worry about that, and God forbid, should should one spouse or the other pass away, you know, now it's double the work, right? So, you know, it 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 makes sense for so many people in in my area then to just kind of kind of simplify life and 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 move into something that somebody else is going to take care of, somebody else is going to work, but it still has those same creature comforts, uh, comforts, you know. And so for me, there was a market there, recognized that market, and and I got excited about it, and and then. There was, you know, now now we're on this project, so I uh, can't wait for
0: 2025. I'm so excited about I, it. I remember when you called me before you even started that, yeah. and I think your passion and your energy levels way higher now, yeah, because you have something like you have that, like we we're talking about buying businesses earlier before yeah. you started recording it's like it's that adrenaline drop that you're missing that you've got now, yes. um, because because this project. So here here's a question: You've never built a building or built a duplex or developed a Neighborhood before have you? No, I So haven't. how how did you know how to do it?
1: I probably had a little bit of a leg up there. You know, my background was in actually landscape architecture and that. So we worked with a lot of, and that was my first job. Right, that's when I talk about when coming here. You know, second job actually, but first job since we had moved up here. And uh, we worked with a lot of developments and and uh, developers, things like that. So we didn't necessarily create the roads in that, but we were involved with you know the mm-hmm. designing layout, those kinds of things but i would say for anybody in that that you know who ever wanted to do that or or ever ever thought to do that you know it's it's not anything that you you can't do it's not anything so complicated it's really knowing the dynamics of the various entities in that that would be a you know, associated with helping you get to that place. Uh, As far as construction that goes, I've done several, you know, this office that I'm in right now, you know, I built that, you know, seven or eight years ago, you know, that was other than working for the city Mm -hmm. and that, and, you know, making sure that the inspectors were happy, those kinds of things, permitting that kind of stuff, you know, that, that's all that was really. Mm -hmm. So, but I would tell you, Kyle, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, not a,
0: not it's not anything anybody can't do, you know? And and you were able to call your local bank. I mean, you had all the people to call. Whether or not you even knew it, you knew who to call. You just didn't didn't know that was the right person to call until you asked around. I'm I'm gonna say, you know, I'll give you a little story. I know this is more about Steve today. Yeah, but sure I, I I thought it'd be fun to buy a bunch of little lots outside of Lake Granbury and I was gonna throw mobile homes on them and I was just gonna keep them as little rental houses, though because you know, down there there's a bunch of mobile homes, very acceptable. And I and I already had my Clayton homes lined up. They were yep. just going to throw them on there for me. It was like nothing. And I was buying these lots for, we're talking $5,000 a lot. I mean, it was stupid cheap. Yeah. And so I bought them, sat on them for just a couple of months and went over to the the mobile home uh, sales company. And they're like, wait, okay, you're in Indian Ridge. Yeah. Um, HOA just said they that they don't do mobile homes in that neighborhood anymore. And I was like, I just Bottom, I had all the deed restrictions on everything. Yeah. Now I'm still gonna, I will say I don't think that was all done and up and up, proper yeah. kosher HOA rules. Like yes. but at the same time, I'm like, whatever, I'll play their game. I couldn't put a mobile home. What mm-hmm. the hell am I gonna do? Like, yeah. well, they only allow sticks and bricks. I've never built anything. And uh so I just started calling people that had built. I called, I called my title company. I'm like, hey, I need to survey this thing. How do we do that? And then I yeah. And then I Googled like septic tanks because they didn't have sewer. Like I had to get it all. Everybody answered my questions. Now, here's the funny thing. They answered the question that I asked. I didn't always ask the right question. That's right. But it happened and I made good money Mm -hmm. and found the cheapest architect that already built what I need to build, like entry model, three bedroom, two bath house. And I'm like, hey, I need to build this. Here's the dimensions on the lot. (laughs) And he's like, okay, it's four hundred dollars because I already did it. Like he already yeah. did. It was not custom. So I'm like, that's crazy cheap blueprints. It's awesome. And then I'm like, and then it, it just got really simple. It was just, it was amazing. There's all nice. these people out here that their job is to help you build that house. I didn't do anything but go down and look at it. I literally didn't do anything. I just uh, yep. I wrote some checks and yeah. my lenders like, do what you want. You have a good track record. Yeah. You already own the lot free and clear. And you've got money in the bank. So I didn't, I don't think I even came out of pocket for anything I know because it was, they, they lent on it because they were very comfortable with it. I, you know, I remember driving down after I had the foundation over-engineered because I knew I had to have a warranty on it. Mm -hmm. And then I left town for a week, came back and there was a freaking house on the slab because my builder just did it. And, and I didn't, it was shockingly easy.
1: Yeah. You're, you're so right about that. You're so right. And, and, and I'll tell you this, you know, you made me think about this when you were talking about the you know, weekend, you know, there, there it is. Holy smokes. Is, you know, that, that community and that, you know, that we're working on right now, you know, it's, it's actually in the market and that, that I originally stayed away from because real estate costs and that for something in that, that that's, you know, in my area, 60, 70, 80, a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, that at the end of the day, I, I, I put all this money into it and, uh, I'm almost, I am, or a little more, possibly, you know, at the cost of what I would be if I could just buy it new. Mm-hmm. So for me, the issue that I had, and this this just is the testament to to start somewhere, pull the trigger, quit aiming, pull the trigger, mm-hmm. and and learn as you go. There's nothing wrong with that. We do that in so many ways that we we just overlook and you know forget yeah. about. Assume assume we we know, but we don't. But the the issue that I had when I first started and I avoided that market altogether, you know, I come back then, you know, a decade or a decade and a half, whatever later, and I still have the same issue with existing structures, existing homes in that in that area. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I just buy. I find an an opportunity on a piece of raw land within the city limits and that that's been there. There used to be a home on there It was on two lots. And then he owned a lot of acreage that on the back end. I was able to f- negotiate and find a deal on that where only a fraction of that property and that was was usable in that for me. And I was able to, 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 actually they asked me to just draw out what I wanted oddly enough because mm-hmm. the same owner had the front as the back. So I did and I drew out enough that I could actually literally pull out ground from the back end of it where I wasn't gonna put anything anyways mm-hmm. because it was already too low, bring it to the front and double double the size of my property in that to be able to to get that value that I need out of that and just like you know that that 2-1 that I had bought that first time and made it a 3-1 is what I would tell you is is be creative buy low where you can when you can't buy low look for deals that you yourself, you Kyle, me Steve can see more opportunity in the mm-hmm. deal and create that value. Yeah. You know, that to me, to me that's really the secret sauce. I mean, if if you want to take it to the next level, be that guy, be that gal that sees the opportunity where the seller and the real estate agent does not see, right? Yeah. You know, as far as the creative look in that you know, going on that topic too, I'll share with you real quick is is I had a I had a home project in that I bought one of those, you know, 70, 80 year old homes and I, I did, redid everything in it. I redid absolutely everything in it. And, you know, that was where I got into city requirements and and you know, oh, if you touch the panel, the breaker panel and that. Now mm-hmm. you've got to rewire the entire house and, you know, all new plumbing, you know, all new everything, you know, sheetrock, all you you name it, completely gutted. All said and done, I basically had what I could have built a new house for. The concern was is houses in in that market, people were buying them right and left and but they were buying them, they were buying them, you know, 20, 25% cheaper than what I was willing to sell this, because at the end of the day, if I were to sit going to sell this, I would at least at the very least want to break even on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of just sickened by that. The whole Experience entirely. Really. it was just it was just something I didn't want to get into. I guess you know or it was more than I wanted to get into. So by the time I was done, I was kind of done. So, anyways, I put it up, listed it. and I thought I was going to sell it, and you know I was finding that those people that were buying those houses for say twenty percent less than mine, same house but just not fixed at all. In their minds, they thought they were going to fix it up. The reality that I was seeing is is they were buying them and they they couldn't fix it up, or they really sure. weren't fixing it up. They were no. half heartedly fixing them up. So they they really weren't doing what they had to anticipated in doing. So there was that I was in this in-between market and in that price point wise that I've got this completely fixed up, you know, nice 80-year-old home, 70 year old home, uh, I've got all this money into. And I couldn't get what I needed out of it. So I just held on to it
0: and I I rent it. Yeah. You can out, make- you can outrun your mis- it, it it wasn't a mistake. You can you can outrun your mistakes just by holding it. That's exactly and, that, right. and that's where real estate is it allows you to make mistakes as long yep. as you weather it. It's it's amazing because over time inflation is going to help you and somebody's going to pay down that mortgage for you and I've got a buddy of mine that bought two properties and he'll probably be on here too he will be on this this podcast he bought stuff in Florida right before the the bust (sighs) and he held those things the entire time but he never never lost a penny and he's above water now but they cash flowed the entire time and when we say bust like it wasn't like our Texas bust it was a Florida bust. It oh, was seventy five percent less value, yeah. or something nuts. And yeah. I am like, "How are you ever going to live?" And everybody's like, "You made the worst decision ever." And he's like, "Well, we'll find out in time." And I am telling you right now, he's balling. He's cranking it out.
1: I know. And, and and I was just thinking about a buddy of mine who who bought a, a duplex in Key West probably twenty five years ago, and he he had the same similar story in that
0: you know, and it was just. Even those swings were just so massive. It just well, the rents never went down for him, and that's what right. I tell people is like, hey, everybody's like, oh, the real estate market is horrible. It's going to kill you. I'm like, I, I don't see it. Last time we had a horrible, mm-hmm. horrible real estate market, I, all my rents went up at least a hundred dollars a month on it, all of them. That's right. Because all of a sudden now I had a whole lot more people wanting to be tenants and the rents went up because of supply and demand and everything.
1: I mean, even even financing a deal in that now, I honestly I would rather I would rather get in the game now with interest rates being so high mm-hmm. than I would have, say, a year ago, mm-hmm. year, year and a half ago, you know, when, when people were paying, you know, twenty or thirty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. you know, over ask. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was just it was just a slugfest.
0: Well, you can only um, if yeah, you're buying at a lower price. All you have to do is refinance it if the rates do if they come back down. We're still at a normal interest rate. That's what people yeah. have, haven't really thought about. Is it. like we were just really fortunate to have really low rates for a while. This is historical. And the thing is, refi it later. Like you That's buy right. the deal now. That's exactly
1: right. You know, to me, to me, the the perspectives in that you know really change when you start. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of different ways of looking at this. You know, I've always and I still even do today. I look at it from a cash flow perspective. You know, I am a cash flow guy. I would rather have ten thousand dollars a month than than a million dollars up front any day. But that's
0: just me. Everybody's different. I'm I'm different. I I don't. I'm not. I cash flow and everything. Like I just want to keep buying little plant seeds. Like that's all. Yes. I, like I'll just keep buying if it pays for itself. That's what I'm. It's important. Cash yes. flow great, but I just want to keep putting little like burying little nuggets and then let them grow on their own. And then you know, ten years down the road, I'm like, hey, I got this forest, and all yes. I did is put ten thousand dollars a pot, fifteen thousand dollars apart, whatever it is, and I don't. I'm not trying to live off that cash flow because i've got other things
1: that you're 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 exactly right and and and, and i i agree with you and i'm with you 100 on that and and we're actually doing in that in that way we're actually doing the exact same thing kyle mm-hmm. we're exactly doing the exact same thing yeah. so i yes i i i still even today don't touch any of the real estate mm-hmm. money my wife or i it's just mm-hmm. It's there. It's doing its thing. It's growing in that, and we live off of our our jobs, and and uh, we're we're happy as happy as can be with that.
0: Well, I do encourage you to have fun with it sometime.
1: Do something fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's you've got kids similar to me. Like it's not fun when they look at it because it's the ugly house that I'm fixing up, or it's the yeah. the rental house. I could we drive by, it, we never go by, and no, you never go in it. So do yes. something fun with real estate and then like building the duplex is probably a great fun thing for them i would think
1: it is it is and I, you know it's it's kind of a a nice a fun little work ethic thing work work ethic lesson in that you know i'll take them over there and we'll do little menial jobs Mm and that and you know it's just just something that to kind of do together as a family and you know we're also like i say working on that whole you know, work ethic, getting a mm-hmm. job done. You know, pride of pride of completion, that kind of thing. Right. And and for that, I I love it. You know, I absolutely love it. So,
0: well, Steve, I, I I know you got a busy life, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience. And and yeah. it wasn't because you purposely wanted to get into real estate, and it just it, it just became a good decision, and you just kept double down on your good decision. What advice do you have to somebody that maybe listened to this podcast and they're sitting on the or they're standing on the treadmill at the gym and they're like hey i've heard about real estate but is it good bad or ugly i don't know like what, what would be your piece of advice to somebody that's hadn't bought anything yet
1: i'd say don't wait i would say um be excited about it you know whatever it is you're doing whether it's an area whether it's a project whether it's 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 a house whether it's all the above be excited about some aspect of it i would say that you know if if property management say isn't one of your things, or you don't feel like, you know, you're going to be Mm -hmm. that way. You know, some, some, some people, some people, they, they never like to see their tenant. Some people never like to see the house. So, you know, some people have to see the house. They have to, you know, have that connection. You know, some people like dealing with the people, but you know, know that about yourself. If you're one of those that you don't want to deal with it or or handling a money is not one of your strong points, or dealing with people is not your strong point. Know that about yourself, you know, and 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 go talk to a property
0: management company, you know, and have yeah, don't them. let don't let it be a hindrance. Like don't, let be short, a hindrance. don't because people say, oh, well, I can't do the maintenance on a rental house. Yes. Somebody else can. Somebody or, else, can. or I can't pick the tenant. Somebody else can. I yeah. can't take care of that somebody else can. But the thing is, look at it as an investment. Like that's right. do you pick all the stocks in your mutual fund in your four hundred and one k. No, that's right. Same thing. You just put money into it and let somebody else work it. You're giving up a little bit on the on on the cash flow or something, but it pays for itself. It makes you a lot more money than it would have otherwise.
1: Well, and if, and if you're playing, you're paying an investment advisor in that, and you know you're giving right. up some money there also to right. know, have that expert. You know, for me, for me, it's not so much the management side. For me, it's more of the the maintenance side. You know, right. I don't want to change toilets. I don't want to do water eaters. I don't want to do any of that work that I did the first time when I bought that deal. I just, I, number one, I don't have time for it. You know, and it's not fun for me. And quite frankly, it typically happens. Something typically happens in that on Thanksgiving when I'm always. Working. Always. you know so so I do i've I've got you know a couple of couple of folks you know that 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 are super super handy uh they know what you know they're working with they're familiar with the properties and you know one phone call to them they're taking care of it you know I can pay the bill on monday and you know everything keeps going like like normal and for me that makes it that makes it very enjoyable yeah. and it's it's absolutely worth it Worth worth any amount in that that you'd
0: pay. Yeah, because you have a good team, so that's important. You got to have a good team, good rolodex to reach out to. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, but you know the main thing is 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 don't wait. You know, stop aiming, pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, yeah, and time fixes all problems. That's right. And and another thing I tell people is like, how many houses do you drive around and see that they're vacant? If if there's a lot, then you're in the wrong neighborhood anyway. But really, people like houses rent. You know, you you may see a strip center has got some vacancies for years, but houses they don't sit vacant real yeah. long. Real long. Yeah. Just just our price, just the price. You're
1: right, you're right. Commercial versus real estate, and and you know what? I would encourage somebody. Somebody's going to have this. Somebody's going to have this hang up. And I, I should have said it. I'm I'm going to say it right now. I had a guy that was wanting to get into real estate, and that and he came to me. He was he was almost there. And he was about to go over, mm-hmm. and he said to me, "What if it doesn't rent?" I said. So what do you want to ask? How much are you asking? He said $12.50. I said, could you make the payment at 11 dollars Oh yeah. Then ask $11.50. it mm-hmm. It'll rent like that. What's yeah. the problem? Right. And as soon as I said that, as simple as that sounds, as soon as I said that you could see the light bulb went off and he said, I've got nothing to fear but fear itself. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the the funniest
0: thing. And if he rented it at 1050, he can come up with hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Like it's I don't eat pizza for a couple of weekends and we're good. Like That's it's right. not life it's not going to impact his life. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And, you know... and i don't
1: I don't say this in a way of 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 bragging by no means. I, I really, really don't. Um, I just there's there's probably a lot of outside factors in that 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 have made this as successful as it is. And I say all that just to give everybody else and everything else the credit in that. So, but I will say this as a fact and as a fact only, other than that couple of months when I bought those first two when I was when I was working on it, mm-hmm. call it an amateur deal, amateur thing, in the last, roughly 15 years i've had this many months without a tenant
0: wow that's impressive yeah
1: zero so you know it's been good it's been good it's it's so much fun if i had to say give it one word as to what it is describe what real estate is uh owning real
0: estate i'd say the one word is freedom yeah i agree with that freedom yeah so I appreciate it. I owe you a big favor for coming on and talking about it. I know a lot of people don't want to talk about what they've gotten, what they built. And I don't know if it's because they want to be humble or they don't want people to know, uh, or they don't want to be criticized because a lot of people like, why would you, I bought a mobile home park and some, and I mentioned it once at table at church, everybody thought I was nuts and crazy. And like, what the, what is this guy doing? So a lot of people don't understand. So they, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about your story.